Welcome to the Fearless Health Podcast with host Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Dr. Barter is on a mission to help people achieve their health and wellness goals and help men and women live their best lives fearlessly. Dr. Barter is the founder of Alternative Family Medicine and Chiropractic in Denver and Longmont, Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us here on a special edition of the Fearless Health Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and it is March 30th. And I tell you that because some of this information might end up being a little bit dated as we get more information. So I just want to tell you where we are in the state of the world right now. Um, But today I want to talk about the COVID outbreak a little bit and common nutrient deficiencies that can lead to immune system deficiencies. I want to bring a message of hope. Um, Tensions are really, really high in the world right now. And um, we're in definitely uncharted territory across um, across this country. Um, this is not to be used as medical advice or treatment advice. This is also not to be used to replace the CDC recommendations. Those are all important. Um, those are all important to follow. Um, this is more for correcting those immune system deficiencies, you know, from nutrient deficiencies. So first off, what I want to say is, The coronavirus is a novel virus, right? And what does that mean? It means that it's never seen, been seen before in a human. And so we have to build immunity to that. Okay. And because we don't have acquired immunity. And on top of that, this virus is highly contagious and it spreads very rapidly. So All of those things feel a little bit overwhelming, and especially with um, some of the fatality rates um, in our older population. So I looked at the studies from, um, especially from China. Um, They've actually posted quite a bit about what they have done. But I want to start with some basic tips for immunity, and then we're going to dig in a little bit more into the nitty gritty. So the first one is going to sound so silly is to stay hydrated. And the reason for that is, you know, people are covering their mouths, right? Um, and the reason for that is, is that, that they don't want to become infected with the coronavirus, correct? Right. And ultimately, if you drink water, that could flush something that you are exposed to, like a virus, into your stomach. And your stomach is highly acidic. And those gastric juices will break, can break down, um, a virus. And so I think that that's just an important thing to continue to stay hydrated, constantly sipping water throughout the day. Number two, be a clean freak, be a constant clean freak. Gone through this, you know, with hand washing and social distancing, but the coronavirus can actually land on your clothes, land in your hair. It can be on you and it can stay on you. And so you think about going out and then you track it back into your house. And maybe you expose your family, maybe you get re-exposed. So I think an important rule of thumb is that maybe when you go, you get home from running errands or whatnot to um, to take off your clothes, shower, and then ultimately uh, just clean the surfaces that you touched because the coronavirus can actually stay on surfaces for up to nine days, which is terrifying for getting reinfected. Also think about other things that maybe you've touched as well when you're out and about. 
Think about gas stations, like the pumps, door handles. So be really careful about that. I would wear gloves when possible um, or really just make a concerted effort to wash your hands. The next thing that is going to seem so obvious is a good diet, right? But when all this panic and hysteria broke out, uh, I went to the grocery store. I'm kind of a late adopter to the grocery store. I go about once a week. And when I went to the grocery store, everything was sold out from, you know, boxes to frozen, to frozen meals, but yet the fruits and vegetables remained and, you know, but everything else was gone. And so it's really, really important to decrease your inflammation in your overall system. And what that means is being careful about what you eat and what you're putting into your system. So really limiting and watching those sugary foods, those processed foods. Um, for me, in my office, I actually recommend um, more of a either keto or paleo type diet that is, you know, protein, you know, fruits, vegetables, you know, really sticking with foods that your body knows. And the reason for that is, is let's say you got exposed to a virus. And then, you know, you're just loading up on cookies, cakes, and ice creams, and pastas, and breads. What ends up happening is your body is fighting two wars at one time because both are creating all kinds of inflammation. And sugar, we know, paralyzes the immune system for a certain period of time. So that can give the virus really a great amount of time to take hold. So I think a paleo or a keto diet is a really good way to be during these times to really boost that immune system. I think another one is to watch your nutrient deficiencies. Okay? Nutrient deficiencies are really, really important because a lot of them modulate and regulate the immune system. Um, if you're low in nutrients, then you can get sicker. Okay. Or, um, you know, you can come down with, with certain things worse. So, for example, my, and we want to keep the, the stress off the hospitals as much as possible, right? So one of my favorite um, vitamins for immune boosting is vitamin C, okay? Vitamin C is actually a collagen booster, but it is also an immune system booster and an antioxidant. It's very, very powerful. So if you can reduce the inflammation on your immune system and, um, that can go a long way in a viral infection because viral infections produce inflammation. So in some people um, that they get infected with COVID-19, it can be highly fatal for them because they create what's called a cytokine storm, which ultimately is their immune system going out of control is a really good way to, to put it. But the vitamin C can support the immune functions and protect against infections. And during times of uncertainty, have you been exposed? Have you not been exposed? Am I a carrier? I think that this is critical. And the research out of China also suggests that it can protect against pneumonia and susceptibility of respiratory tract infections. And in, in the current climate we're in, I think that sounds like a dream. So I personally prefer to give vitamin C in higher doses. Um, and so I use a liposomal form of vitamin C. That's where you squirt it into your mouth and it absorbs in your mouth. It's not really a pill that you take. 
I also think intravenous injections of vitamin C um, are very, very good. When we're thinking about oral vitamin C that you take that's a tablet or, um, you know, a capsule, ultimately people get diarrhea from that, right? And so you can only absorb so much of that until you get diarrhea. And so how much of that are you actually really absorbing when it has to go through your GI tract? The other interesting comment that I get is I eat a lot of vegetables or I eat a lot of fruit. Okay. What I have seen on labs is because we'll run um, nutrient labs. We run either an organic acids test or a nutra valve test, nutra eval test. And um, that tells us where your nutrients are, where your antioxidant function is, what else could be causing any sort of inflammation in your system. And so I think it's best to have a highly specialized approach when you're dosing nutrients instead of just doing it willy-nilly. And most people that I see are deficient in vitamin C. Um, I always get surprised when someone is not. I'm really surprised, Um, but but most of the time they are, okay? Um, Other people will tell me, hey, I take a multi, I'm fine on vitamin C, or I'm fine on my nutrients. I have also not found that to be true. I found I find nutrient deficiencies across the board. Multivitamins do not cover it. I think it needs to be an individualized approach. Um, so vitamin C, I think, is critical during this time. Um, China has has used some intravenous vitamin C and had some great outcomes um, during the coronavirus, or at least that's what they have reported. Um, the next supplement that I think is great um, to boost the immune system is vitamin A. Vitamin A is an anti-infective, anti-inflammatory vitamin because it enhances that immune system, right? And it defends against infections. And it has been um, known to work on various infectious diseases. So um, it's pretty powerful and it has an affinity for the lungs. So Um, It also likes uh, mucosal membranes. And you think about where we get exposed potentially to the coronavirus, you know, nose, mouth, those can all be, um, those are all mucosal membranes. And so vitamin A increases the integrity. So maybe not as much can get through um, when we're exposed to something. So we believe that vitamin A will play a much more critical role in modern therapies as continued evidence appears, but it is definitely powerful on the mucosal membranes and the immune system. A question that I've, I've asked myself about this has been, why over 60? Why are children recovering? What is going on? What is different between the two groups of people? Because the fatality rate in children and the fatality rate of 60 or 80 is, is, or getting sick, um, where they're, they're needing care at a hospital seems to be higher. And what is the difference between those two subsets or those two groups? Um, is it that, you know, the older population has had uh, more challenge to their immune system? Is it uh, nutrient deficiencies? Is it um, you know stem cells? What could be contributing? And honestly, you know, from what I've seen in the research, I think all of these things are contributing. So, after asking that question, um, why did COVID hit at the end of winter? Right? What 
what is the significance of that time frame? And I think a def- couple different theories exist is maybe we've been indoors quite a bit during the winter and we haven't been able to synthesize vitamin D, which is both a hormone and a nutrient. And so maybe that has also lowered our immune system because vitamin D um, helps with um, stimulating the maturity of immune cells. So is that a piece that potentially um, is missing in maybe our older adults um, versus our kids? Um, The other theory that I've been looking at, which um, has in the literature, is stem cells. When we're young, we have a lot of stem cells, but as we get older, they lessen. And there was a case out of China. It's really interesting. There was a guy that was really struggling and suffering. Um, They were estimating that he was going to pass away and they gave him um, intravenous glutathione, which I think is amazing. And within a couple days, he was back. Um, And and that is very, very powerful um, research study. And so that glutathione helps us produce stem cells. And so we have the same argument with glutathione with vitamin C, right? Glutathione is produced in our body and it's a massive antioxidant, but as we age, it degrades. And as we run testing, a lot of people tend to be low in glutathione. And so again, with glutathione, same thing as vitamin C, you know, intravenously using it liposomally so that it can absorb and it actually can get into the systemic systemic system and reduce infection and inflammation. I think also very important. Another one that I I find really interesting um, that when looking into the research was iron. And, you know, we want to know if our low iron is low, iron is high, you know, where is that? And so we have to have a balance between low and high iron. So for example, if your iron is high, you're taking an iron supplement, it gets too high. Um, you have a genetic disorder called hemochromatosis. Um, you know, for whatever reason, your iron is high. Um, we have seen that a virus can actually morph. And that is terrifying. You don't want to see that, right? If your iron is low, you can get decreased immunity and recurrent infection, infections um, constantly, especially aimed at the respiratory tract. You just can't get over that respiratory infection. And so, you know, iron is a metal and it has to be in our body in balance. And you don't want it too high and you don't want it too low because if it's too high, oxidative stress. If it's too low, you're fatigued, you're tired, lowered immunity. So keeping keeping these nutrients in balance and knowing how much to take of each is really important. That's why testing really comes in and that's quite important. Last but not least is zinc. Zinc is a trace mineral that is important for the maintenance and development of immune cells. And so that helps our immune system boost up. So any sort of zinc deficiency creates, you know, immune system dysfunction and increases the susceptibility to infectious disease. 
as well as allowing the replication of RNA viruses, which is COVID-19. So I think looking at all these things, these are all really, really important um, for us to consider, you know, what to do and, and could boosting up our immune systems really help in the time of what's going on in our country with this virus going, going on and going around. And what I have seen in my office is yes, when people are having, when people are exposed, they have mild to moderate symptoms, you know, and, and they seem to be recovering pretty darn well. So what we are doing that is special is we are doing virtual consults. Um, so you can be anywhere in the country, you can get a consult and we are doing something just for immune boosting. And so it's a much more shorter appointment to get a protocol that is right for you that can include testing and um, creating that. So you have to call our office for this. It's 303-652-0900 and request the immune system telemedicine. We are limiting anybody coming in our office for a, for visits just to slow the spread of COVID-19. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed learning with us today, please give us a five-star review, comment, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. As always, if you'd like to learn more information about today's guest, please head over to fearlesshealthpodcast.com for links to their site and other educational resources.